a couple of scriptures. The key verse uh, is from Ephesians 6, 13. And let's just read this one together. Are you ready? Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. We've been talking about the different parts of armor as we have gone through this series, and today we're talking about uh, the shield of faith, with which, as he says in verse 16, you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And we'll be talking about that today. The scripture passage that I have chosen to read for this um, is from 1 Peter. 1 Peter's written of course, for the church, and, and by Peter, we believe. Chapter 5 talks about being in the church and about pastors tending to their flock, but also the church body being there together to uplift one another and help each other in the, the walk of faith. So hear now these words from 1 Peter chapter 5. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, those of you who are younger, submit yourself to the elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, and cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert, of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to this eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. And that is the word of God for the people of God today. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh God, speak to me that I may hear and through me that we all may hear afresh and anew this your word from long ago and yet for us today in matters of faith. Lord, help us to understand and to believe. In Jesus' name, amen. A few things about this battle of faith that we fight every day. I don't know if you feel it, 
or if you're aware of it. But every day we have the battle of faith that we walk, whether to follow the way of Jesus and the ways of God or go our own way, the ways that are easy and beneficial for us. We're called to another place, a different way, a higher road, if you will, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And we've been talking about these these pieces of armor that he gives to us, his power and our faith does, and today we come to talk about the shield of faith. Paul says that our faith in him, in Christ, is like a shield that protects us, like a soldier would be protected in battle. Now, there are a couple of types of Roman shields, and if we'll go to the next slide, we'll see those. You see on the right, a Parma shield. It's about three feet across. It's the kind of shield that a Roman soldier would carry day to day. In one of the, the tent groups, they called them, of eight Roman soldiers that would be assigned to some place or to some task. They would live together, and they would carry their, their armor, not fully, but some of it. They would always carry a shield. In case there was an uprising or a conflict, they would be able, hand-to-hand -hand battle, to be able to protect themselves as they were fighting. And so that is the day-to-day -day shield that they would carry. That would give some protection from glancing blows or, or from a, from a uh, blade that was coming at them. There was another type of shield, though, called a Scottish shield that was much, much bigger. Two and a half feet across, four feet tall, it was really too much to carry around day to day. Certainly not something you could go far with. But when Roman contingents, when an entire group would gather on a battlefield to face off against an opposing war-fighting group, another army, they would bring out the scuttle shields because they provided a lot of protection. Four feet tall. Men were probably just a little over five feet at, at that day and time and 2,000 years ago. It provided much more of a full body protection from the enemies and the weapons coming at them. And so it paid to have that big shield and that large shield in times when the battle was going to be great, especially when, when dealing with other armies and opposing forces. Paul is saying in our scripture passage today to us Christians that our faith, our belief in Christ, and our walking lockstep with him day by day, that is the fullest protection that we can receive from all of the things that would drag us down and pull us off track of living God's way. There are a lot of days that I feel like I need a lot more protection because there's a lot more things that try to throw me off course from what I'm called to do as a pastor, as a Christian, as, as a, a man of God. There are difficulties that come along the way. There are discouragements that, that come flying at me. There are sorrows that I, I carry for other people and hear going on in your lives. There are hurting people that I see in the hospital that, that are, have been broken or are going through, through difficult health illnesses, a lot of it is 
very difficult to handle some days, and it's great to know that my faith provides me a fuller protection than anything else. We like to think that faith is, is something that we can do on our own, that if we're just strong, and if we just buck up, and if we just keep rolling along, everything will be fine. And sometimes it will be, but there are days that it won't be, and it's easy to be defeated. Our faith is a shield, and as we are connected with Christ, so he will enable us to weather the storms and face off those things that Satan is trying to use to undo us. Faith is our best defense against all of the things that the enemy comes to throw at us. In this passage, we also are reminded of the intensity of the weight, if you will, or the swiftness with which the enemy can fire at us. What does Paul use? He uses the illustration of flaming arrows. Have you ever seen before flaming arrows coming at you? There is a picture on a slide in the back of flaming arrows. There it is. Imagine the Romans firing a large thousand number of flaming arrows at you and your group standing there on the battlefield. It was not so much meant to catch fire to things and burn people as it was to intimidate and to scare, well, the fire out of the enemy. Imagine hoisting those and firing those. Imagine receiving those, screaming, incoming, as they come firing at you. The Romans were just masters at war. They really probably have perfected it at that point in time in history more than any other, even more than the Greeks and the Spartans. The Romans had just perfected it in a lot of ways. A lot of the, the difficulties that they would face, uh, they could overcome. They came up with great ingenious methods and weapons in order to defeat the enemy there on the battlefield. Paul says to us that that the struggles that we face in life and the discouragements and the temptations and all of the things that can separate us from God are like fiery arrows of our adversary being shot at us. And as I said earlier in my personal testimony, sometimes they come at you fast and heavy in large numbers, and you've got to be ready for those. To stand firm, Paul says, is, is the goal and to use your faith as a shield, it's important to have. It's important to have. Paul says, take up the shield of faith. And with it, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Isn't that, um, isn't that what Satan likes to do? Is to separate us from God. Yeah, it, it sounds theological. It sounds like a fanciful tale at face value. But really, that's the goal of our adversary, of our faith. To undo everything that God intends or desires for us to have. We're doing this great Bible study on Tuesdays. We have about 10 people 
in the morning group and then nine people in the evening group. It's called Epic of Eden, and really it's, it's about the story, the epic tale of the Bible. It's God's story in relation to humanity. And it begins, and we talked about how in the very beginning, God created all things, but then human beings, man and women, man and woman, and placed them in the garden, the Garden of Eden. The Epic of Eden, the Bible study is called. It was there that God placed them and provided everything that they possibly could need to eat, to wear, and to delight. God, in fact, would come and walk among them in the garden every day. What more peaceful, fulfilling, and joyous thing could a person want than to be in lockstep with their creator, the one that's made them, with their father or their mother, with a, a parent that cares greatly for them and provides for them all good things. And yet, there in that Garden of Eden... God placed a couple of trees that were noted in the scriptures in Genesis. One was the, the tree of life. And it doesn't really say what, what that tree's purpose was there other than to represent the life that God gives. There was another tree, which was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God said, don't go eat that fruit. But then, interestingly... Adam and Eve walked around that tree and looked at it, and there was a serpent there that spoke and said to them, did God really say don't eat of that fruit of that tree? Surely God didn't mean that you shouldn't have knowledge and, and know the difference between good and evil. Satan was trying to separate Adam and Eve from God, and he did successfully tempted they were to try to go their own way and because of that they fell out of favor of God were booted out of the garden of Eden and ever since we have humanity trying to find our way back to that place where God is with us and where all is peaceful and beautiful our enemy our adversary tries to separate us from God each and every day. And it's easy for us to get busy and allow that to take us away from God. It's easy for regrets and temptation to take us away from God. It's easy for us to think that God really doesn't care about us or love us. To be discouraged is simply one of the great ways that Satan tries to separate us from God and fires those thoughts in our heads and those feelings in our hearts that make us think that somehow God is not good enough. The objective and the, the weapons of the enemy are important for us to hear in the scripture passage. The last thing is the protection in numbers that Paul is referring to here. Now, he doesn't actually say this, but a lot of scholars talk about the shields and the arrows that he's speaking of, and the scudder shield, and there's a couple of formations that Roman soldiers would use on the battlefield. One was the battle line formation. If you'll go back, thank you, 
This is what they would use when the opposing forces were getting ready to charge at them. You can see there that they have protection from opposing soldiers running up to them because, because spears are sticking out. And as opposing enemies would come running at them, they would be in close enough range for, go back to the slide please, for the guys in the back to throw their spears and to, to take their life. So the shields were used on the battlefield in, in times of battle, but also in times of sieging, besieging something, or of being attacked. They would use the shields as a defensive mechanism. The next slide, known as the tortoise formation, and you can kind of see like a turtle shell there, right? Uh, protection around that contingent of soldiers. That was used in order to protect them from especially weapons coming down from above, besieging a, a wall or a city, and hot oil being poured down on them, or rocks, or on the battlefield as flaming arrows were coming towards them, they had a saying. Someone would yell, shields high. Do you know why? So that those in the middle could raise their shields above and protect them on their heads from having incoming arrows pierce them. It's a great illustration of how shields working together would protect a, a larger group. It couldn't be done with just one because you would not be protected in the front or not be protected on top. But working together, the Roman soldiers could protect one another together in a much greater way than they could by themselves. And it's important for us to hear. And what Paul says, and especially what Peter gets at in the epistle reading that I read for you from him, is that we as people of faith, us as a church, need one another to be encouraged in our faith and strengthened in prayer, in study, in fellowship, and, and in life so that we might have better protection from the enemy and be stronger in our faith. It's something that we spurn one another on with as we gather to worship together and as we serve in different ways. It is a team effort, and in doing that, we receive a greater good because of it. And our faith is stronger, we are better protected defensively as we come together, as uh, the illustration of the Roman soldiers was. There is in Ecclesiastes that, that scripture from chapter 4, verse 12, that says, Though one may be overpowered, two or more can defend themselves, and a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And so how is it? that your place in the church, in this community of faith, is of value to the rest of us. It's because you coming encourages us, it strengthens us, us praying for each other, worshiping together, is something that is vital and essential to our faith. Individually, our pursuit of faith has limits and reaches end goals quickly. And yet, together, when we have brothers and sisters in Christ, we can do much greater things, stand much firmer and stronger than we ever could by ourselves. That's what I'm hoping, and I've been praying that our renewal services will accomplish this week. 
I've encouraged. Everyone in our evangelism committee has encouraged you to come and be a part of it. If you can possibly, please be here. Because it's vital for us to come together as a community of faith to remember we're not alone. And to know that we have a God that is mighty and good and powerful. If we will gather and be the community of faith and worship, God will move among us and strengthen us in ways that we can't even fathom. That may be that God dusts off something in our closets that we have put in long ago that we thought didn't matter anymore. It may be that, that in gathering together as a community of faith that we may be uplifted and prayed for one another in a way that we haven't been in a long time. Maybe it is we'll hear that old, old story of, of Jesus and his love for us all and for you. And to be transformed and renewed in that in such a way that, that you're uplifted in faith and life and can go out into the world to be effective and to be God's person every day. My hope and my prayer is that we will all together say shields high and lift up the thing that protects us all most in life, and that is our faith. It's vital, it's essential, it's yours, but it is also ours. And I pray that we will gather together in a way that uh, as the church and as the people of faith will be be encouraged and spurned on to grow and change the world through his message. Let's pray for that as we close today. Lord, often we're just unaware of what you're doing around us. And we're unaware of what, what our enemy, our adversary Satan is doing around us. God, we're not looking for... Uh, for demons and angels fighting in the air, we're, we're thinking in our hearts and examining within where it is that we're hit hardest, where we're dragged down the, the deepest, where it feels darkest, and where it seems most distant from you. And we pray, God, you would protect us. Give us, Lord, a simple trust and of faith in you and your son, Jesus Christ, that we may be renewed and that we may stand together even stronger than we are alone in his name. Amen.